week. My name's Wayne. Some of you may have seen me before. Hope so. I've been kicking around Hollywood a long time. On April the 4th, an epoch in British history ended with the resignation of Sir Winston Churchill as Prime Minister. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Should we get going? Let me yep. do it. All right. Welcome to another shining episode of Year of the Week. This is it. Welcome. This year, we're going to do... This week, we're going to do This year. week. Oh. This week. We don't do a week every year. That, <coughs> that would be, be a lot better. easier. That would be nice. But people might forget about us. All right, but our episodes would be, you know, 12 hours long. That's <laughs> exhausting. That would be awesome. <laughs> Pretty soon, we're going to switch this to week of the year. Yeah, it's yeah. going to happen. So, uh, anyways, this episode, we're going to be covering 1955. That's what you heard in the intro. So, let's uh, just jump back and talk about what we just heard there. First off, we heard that was Marilyn Monroe in that big famous uh, seven scene, year itch. the seven year itch. Great which, movie. Yeah. yeah, I've stood on that spot where uh, that happens. It's like on Fifty Third and Lex. What were you wearing? Like that. Same thing. A dress. Her. Yeah, the same yeah. dress. I actually bought it off of eBay. It might not have been the same one. <laughs> I, I bet you look very fetching. You have very long legs. It looked like a spider with like no, I... uh, a napkin thrown over it. Yeah. People were not as people turned were upset. On. Yeah, yeah, it was made people very uncomfortable. So in that movie, she just stands over that grate where her dress is blown up and she's unable to move. Is that what happened? No, she likes the feeling. She just it. goes like, "Isn't it delicious?" Yeah, she likes the feeling. It's because cool. it's a hot night. The whole. The whole thing's about, it's a hot night in New York City, his wife's out of town, and his gorgeous, horny neighbor downstairs starts hanging out with him. Anyone who's ever been to New York City knows that the air that comes up from those grates is disgusting. It's not refreshing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's, a, it's like the earth farts right in your face. Yeah. <laughs> well, but most things in New York are pretty disgusting. That's just maybe one of those things is her character liked earth farts. That's true. Yeah, yeah they and talk about it. It's we're not like, here to shame her. Yes. So up next was that was Churchill resigning. I uh, consider myself self, self, the big luckiest <laughs> bad in the world. Yeah, I think that was his speech. He came down with Wilton, Wilton Churchill syndrome. <laughs> Wilton Churchill. Dang, I didn't go. <laughs> so anyways, he retired. I think people were tired of him. And uh, he was 80, I think. And, you know, the pictures I saw, he did not look good. No. I think they, he did have a cigar in his mouth as they, like, wheeled him away in a ambulance or something. It looked dire. I think as much as you think of kind of, like, August or maybe even canny, you'd also think just unclean when you think of Winston Churchill, right? Just I don't, gross. I don't think that Pack, too much about him. Just saliva <laughs> foaming at the corners of his mouth whenever he speaks. And... Well, I mean, from what I understand, he basically, from the moment he woke up to the moment he passed out, he drank either champagne or scotch and soda yeah. pretty much all day. Mm -hmm. When he wasn't having a martini. Yeah. And the during all that too. time, he was smoking big, big cigars. Right. So right. it's amazing he made it to 80. 
Yeah, and he also, like, was writing these giant history books that are, like, thousands of pages long, like, five volumes of the history of the universe. And also prosecuting, you know, World War II and what have you the whole time, so, like, yeah. Yeah, and learning unicycle, I heard. He did a lot of it on a unicycle, (laughs) which... I believe he wrote that song that. There's plates spinning and yeah. Up next was that was John Wayne. Oh right. Introducing Gunsmoke, which was a you know the longest live action American television show, and then Simpsons, which is not live action as a cartoon that overtook it. Don't know much about Gunsmoke, but we know that about John Wayne is. We do. Likes him. Well, the very, most notably, recently there's an old interview dug up where he uh, he said some uh, things that are just generally white supremacists. Yeah, I mean, look, Flavor Flav, Chuck <laughs> D, plain as day, laid it out. Right. <laughs> right. It's also such a strange thing. I mean, that's bad, right, unequivocally. But just the fact that or if that wasn't a thing, just the way he was, his acting, his whole persona is so bizarre. Yeah. Like that. Like that, he had a couple of strokes and his face didn't Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. like, and somehow he made that work. People were just like, yeah, that's a cowboy. You know, like we, we had this conversation when we used to talk about Kennedy, President Kennedy is supposed right. to be incredibly handsome. And to us, he looks sort of like this <clears throat> melted wax figurine. Like, like yeah. I mean. He looks like something in a meat cabinet. Yeah, like, like I think John Wayne right now. But have zero chance of becoming an A-list actor just based on his own appearance. He might be like some kind of weird character actor. Or like a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but at the minute he opened his mouth, they would just say, "What are you doing?" That clip of him introducing Gunsmoke. It yeah. should have taken ten seconds, but he drew it out for like four minutes. I think some people still just revered just a just a giant jerk, just unapologetic <laughs> about every aspect of himself. Right. People like admired him yeah. because they were like, "That's me. I'm like that." We we've learned yeah. a lot about that recently. Like they just people who in, enjoy kind of an asshole, you know. <laughs> mm. Right. Of note, though, uh, John Wayne's son uh, was John an Wayne actor. Gacy. John no, John Wayne Jr. <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, his son was an actor as well, but he also hosted the new. Tic Tac Doe, which was not Wink Martindale, but the new one, he was not good. He was not a good host. I mean, he wasn't like evil. He just, the <laughs> show sucked. He, he was, would bite the head off he of just, he was just show. He just wasn't good, which has made it very fun to watch because he would stumble <laughs> over his words. He's and, incompetent. Kind, yeah, he yeah. was kind of incompetent, but okay. uh, made it a joy for like, you know, a college, <laughs> you know, jerk for like me. <laughs> Moving from there, uh, John Wayne, we had the opening of. Disneyland, 1955, oh, yeah. yeah. And apparently yeah. that opening day was a disaster. Really? Yeah. Pro- yeah. Production-wise, it's like technical thing? A lot of people know? died. Oh. Most people died. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. That's when uh, they became animatronics. They lived, they kept them in the Hall of Presidents. No, I think it's there before, are a lot of mistakes. It's before they put that giant worm underneath that yelled like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think uh, one of the things I read is that they only had enough water for either water fountains or toilets and Walt Disney made the choice for toilets which people thought that was a cynical move because then people had to buy Pepsi if you sell people water and you don't offer them toilets you get a giant math problem in your hands <laughs> if you ask me, I, I went to a bar once right by the Yankee Stadium where it was like 50 dudes 
all drinking beer and they did not have a toilet. <laughs> like, what is, like, what's supposed to happen? It's like, there's no way we're not pissing in the corners. <laughs> what are you doing? We gave you a bottle. Finish your freaking right? beer. Yeah. Go on your bottle. Right. <laughs> that was uh, Fed's Walt Disney. <laughs> Look, people came to see the rat dance. They don't gotta pee no way. <laughs> All right, so that was the intro, and that was, again, 1955. So as we jump into this year, just a little reminder, uh, we're going to hear lots of uh, sounds, uh, the airwaves and movie plexes and TV screens, or, you know, what was going on in the news. If you hear anything and you want to know more about it, trot on over to our website at yeartheweek.com. You'll find out more. You can also find us on Instagram, and be sure to subscribe and rate on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast joys from. Yeah. We should also mention before we uh, dive in that we also we have a time machine. Whether it works today, uh, we don't know, but uh, that allows us to speak to somebody from the past. Hopefully, it'll kick into gear. We don't know. Go, go, go. Oh, let me go, let me go. All right, so let's dive into it. 1955. This is <laughs> the top. first year we've done where the three of us weren't alive. I think that's true. I think, I think we've done no, we've, one, we the just 68. 68. Oh, and uh, this is, preface this. 70. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> Brian's 70. I years old. coming from no, the but this is the longest, the farthest back in time we've gone. It's true. So we, who knows? Who, yeah. how, who knows how this is going to end up? So let's start on January. January 2nd, 1955, the Bob Cummings show premieres on NBC. The series stars Bob Cummings. He's a dashing Hollywood photographer, Air Force Reserve officer, and ladies' man. He plays a guy named Bob Collins. And why are we bringing this up? Well, I'll tell you. It's notable. Ann B. Davis starred as his assistant. Ann B. Davis played Alice. This was That's how she became sort of famous, uh, Alice from Brady Bunch. Uh, but her first big break was in this show, and she played Schultze, Bob's secretary who yearns for him, never gets him. And uh, But that character that she played, Schultze, was the inspiration for the comic book character Pepper Potts in Iron Man. I was going to say Nancy. I was going to say uh, Money Penny from James Bond. Sounds a well, she has been before, right? It was just, I, mean, I think there were a lot of women characters pining for their men. Yeah. They right. could never got them. In fact, that's what she sort of plays in Brady Bunch as well, that she like likes Sam the Butcher. Yeah. And he's just clueless. Sam the Butcher is bringing Alice the meat. Yeah. If the Beastie Boys. Right. I, I think that's just a direct quote from the show, though. I think that's what they ended each show on. Kind of a Sweeney Todd deal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the other thing that this is really interesting uh, is because Bob Cummings, who is a star and director, was also a methamphetamine addict, uh, mm -hmm. basically for his entire <laughs> life. Uh, well, right, you know, when he started this and he got his injections from Max Jacobson, who was the notorious Dr. Feelgood. You guys ever heard of this guy? I've heard of the Molly Crew song for sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, there's an Aretha Franklin song too as uh, Dr. Feelgood. Huh. But anyways, uh, his friends recommended this doctor who was, he was complaining of a lack of energy. Dr. Feelgood insisted that his injections uh, contained only, quote, vitamins, sheep sperm, and monkey gonads, but they just really- They'd rather, or meth, <laughs> they, like... they'd rather just, they really just contain meth. 
path. <laughs> At least meth is vegan. So listen to so listen to what Dr. Feelgood. So he had an office in the Upper East Side. He treated Lauren Bacall, Ingrid Bergman, Leonard Bernstein, uh, Humphrey Bogart, Gil Brenner, everybody, Mickey Mantle, Liza Minnelli. Anyone you've ever heard of? He Marilyn shut Monroe. them up with meth. Yeah. You know, Elizabeth Taylor, Tennessee Williams. He was known for his miracle tissue regenerator shots. Which was meth. Which was meth. <laughs> well, it also, apparently, uh, it also, animal hormones, bone marrow, human placenta, steroids, and multivitamins. So That all sounds like good stuff. <laughs> it does. It sure does. Yeah, it's just all in one giant needle. <laughs> Well, I'm sure if, if if the shot you think you're getting is full of, like, bull semen and multivitamins, and then you get it, and it's meth, and you're just like, fuck, I feel alive. Like, you think that what you just got is genius. Right. You know? And then you go crash your car and beat your wife or something, but, like, you know. Like, in the 50s, any kind of gonad. You heard that a lot in treatment. Is that, was that word, like left the English language and like what the fuck is a gonad is that a, yeah I think it's just a sex it's organ left. does that mean is it the same thing as like genitals is it yeah a, I think isn't it like a ball yeah, yeah. A you mean like a testicle? Is it, is it, is it or, uh, or maybe an ovary? Maybe that is what it is. Maybe it's like the whatever the hormone producing part of the not the genital part. It's like the get through makes your testosterone and your estrogen. Maybe that's oh yeah, maybe oh, that's oh, what it so is. it's it's the part of the endocrine system. Yes, it's not it's not exciting to talk about. That's why it's gonads. Yeah, but I, and it, that, and it's just instantly upsetting to hear that word. Yeah, but also yeah. What, I, what LBJ would refer to his. <laughs> That's his, right. My gonad. When he was talking to his uh, tailor about yeah. right. what LBJ. Then he's yeah. talking to his tailor about his inseam. Like, watch that gonads, boy. Like, <laughs> no kidding. Vulgar man. As yeah, we, as we found out. Anything more on Doctor Feelgood or no? That just... is an amazing story, though. I'd, I'd like you, to well, know more. Maybe a... I'll visit yearoftheweek.com and learn a little more. <laughs> there won't be anything there. Oh, it's a testament it. to how people will do anything a doctor tells them and not question. Right. Whether it's actually well, sensible or not. Especially, like, you ever hear these stories about, like, pretty much everybody involved in World War II was on some sort of amphetamine? Right. Like, the entire German army and, like... Yeah. You know, they'd, they'd put, like, airmen in an airplane, like, on these 80-hour missions, and they'd just, like, fill them full of speed. Yeah, because they did yeah. not care what right. happened to people. Well, they didn't understand, uh, too, I think. They're like, oh, this is great! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, He's why, got he, 48 kills. He obviously he, thought uh, something was up instead of saying, oh, this is meth. Saying this, instead, this is sheep sperm. Don't worry. I got you covered. Which actually is surprising because you think at that time, if you said a bunch of words that have a bunch of syllables, people would be like, oh, that sounds very... Yeah, it sounds very techno scientific. Yeah. Science sounds well, good. Yeah, yeah, like you could have said, this is my special invention. It's called methamphetamine. Like, right. Oh, interesting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so better than amphetamine? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I just got done reading this, like, Jack Kerouac novel where they're all on amphetamines. So yeah. It's very, it's 1955, right? Yeah, that was like yeah. the drug of choice for the B-Nicks. They were typing away. They're like black beauties or something or yeah which right who knows what that uh did the efficacy of those drugs was it like was it like the we at the time was it hippie swag compared to the speed people get now i i tend to think so because like a strong cup of coffee yeah right because like jack kerouac poured enough booze down his neck to get cancer but yet the the speed didn't seem to have really taken it whereas if you were pounding crank right for like a year yeah you, you would definitely wither yeah, yeah, yeah. right 
Well, the other thing too are the monkey gonads. Were they? <laughs> they were probably a lot weaker back then too. Right. <laughs> Today's monkey gonad is yeah. like worth twenty monkey gonads from nineteen fifty five. Right, we got they a were, whole different class. We've got uh, today they're hydroponic monkey <laughs> gonads. Right, <laughs> raised under grow lights in a lab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no monkey involved anymore. <laughs> February 12th, President Eisenhower sends first U.S. advisors to South Vietnam. Everything worked out fine. Oh, that's Brian's little spin on it. Nothing well, nothing to discuss there. No, there wait, wait. So no, he sent fine. some advisors. I always find that was very interesting. 1955 is when that all began. He sent an advisor down there, and they went and they advised. Yeah, and it's, it's a whole weird thing that began really early on with, like... They're just know. so jizzed up for war. Yeah. They just, they war. really were. Like, Eisenhower, you know, like, they ended World War II, 1945, they jump into Korean War, and then they're, like, in 1955, they're sending advisors to Vietnam. Well, because they knew that the, I guess, Ho Chi Minh had gone to China and had been working there. He's everywhere. So he's asking help from everywhere. He asked help from Truman, I think, and he, he was a nationalist for... First, yeah, the communist second, as I learned sure. from Mr. Horgan's class. Mr. Oregon? Horgan. He was my high school <laughs> history teacher. Well, you know, <laughs> he kudos, lived in Oregon. Kudos to Mr. Or- Horgan because I feel like every U.S. or world history class, like we're going to start with the Revolutionary War and we're going to end up current day, and no class has ever made it past World War One. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that exactly, you got to right. hear about Vietnam sounds astonishing about yeah. the efficacy of his. Teacher. Well, it was a whole. It was a whole class. It was a whole class dedicated to to Vietnam. Yeah, and he just barely got to it. Yeah. And he just barely got to it. Yeah, we we got to 1956. For some reason, there's still a lot of Puritans in there. We had a uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving feast. I remember a lot of hats with buckles on them. And yeah, shoes. And we're like, what does this have to do with anything? But I guess I guess it means something. This is your other son, Aaron. Aaron is everything that's good, Mother. Aaron, say hello to your mother. March, a young Jim Henson makes the first version of Kermit the Frog, Hmm. which appeared on a show called Sam and Friends. He made him from a spring coat and stuck a couple of ping pong ball halves on there. I knew it. I knew it. They weren't real eyes. (laughs) Fraud. (laughs) He had the collar, which is mysterious to all, as to whether that's like a a fringe on Mm -hmm. Kermit's body yeah. or if that's some kind of garment that he has to protect but some him. frogs have that sort of like fringy uh thing around their their actual body 
They do? Don't you think? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that thing? I think lizards have Oh, no, you're thinking frogs. of the dude from Jurassic Park that killed Newman. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. That seems more lizard than... <laughs> and uh, I got all those words correct. <laughs> the dude <laughs> that killed... Way to think of the nouns. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, have we talked about Jim Henson? He's also pretty weird. What do you mean? That he was... A... Like, I'm a big admirer. I, I think I, I've, I've always liked his work. Sure. It's just always so weird to find someone who seems like kind of like a hep groovy person that's also like a Christian scientist. Oh, he was? That's not like a kind of like, you know, like a Age of Aquarius type of Christianity. That's a very like... Like don't medicate the kids when they get polio. Kind of, yeah, but like, but, not, but, not, but, but it's not you, just fringy. It's, was it's, he a Christian scientist? Yeah, he, had, he died of, I think it was strep throat. No, like, he died yeah. of strep throat? Something very treatable, yeah. You um, know how you treat that is like with a little fringy collar. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Really a little Kermit the Frog collar. Maybe he was. Maybe you could see it in the future, and he saw it was coming down the pike. Which was what? He's gonna die of strep throat. Oh, <laughs> so that was, oh, that was his flag to people to let them know that they. they April eighteenth, Albert Einstein dies. He had some heart explosion or something, and uh, he refused the surgery. On this show is just... He refused surgery, saying, "I want to go when I want. It is tasteless to prolong life artificially." Although he had had surgery a couple years earlier for the same thing. Done his share. It's time to go. I'll do it elegantly. And he, I think he was jerking off at the same <laughs> time. No, he wasn't. But the big thing about this was is that the pathologist at Princeton stole Einstein's brain right. for preservation uh, without permission of his family in the hopes that uh, some, someday in the future they could figure out why he was so smart. I thought about this. What would you guys want to have happen to your brain? Which should, you know, should be burned. if it was stolen, you, you want it destroyed. You want it to be destroyed, burned. Yeah, I don't even want it taking up any space. Okay, let's just forget about it. <laughs> I want to just Anything put else? an apology on my tombstone. <laughs> like he, he meant well. That's what I wanted to say. And then you know yeah. what I wanted? If my if somebody's gonna steal my brain, I just thought of this this afternoon because I was thinking about this. Is I would want somebody to take it between two tennis rackets and let's just like squeeze the. <laughs> Tennis rackets together. Didn't wouldn't that seem like very satisfying? Which is big now. Yeah, it made me <laughs> maybe put it on YouTube and it'd just be like one of those satisfying videos. You know, I've never eaten brains or really touched brains. I don't really know what the texture is. Is it like I've seen like have you ever been brained before? Is that where someone shows you the testicle? Yeah, yeah. That's hanging brain. Hangin that brain. is called hanging brain. That's what All we right. called it in college. <laughs> never, in college, great. <laughs> I didn't go to a great college. <laughs> it was called the hanging brains. Right? Yeah. You guys go hang a brain later. Yeah. <laughs> you, you never touched a brain, eaten a brain. I, I, ate, I, I ate a duck's brain when I was in China. So How was it? Uh, Do you gain its powers? I did. <laughs> I, brief, <laughs> I briefly gained the powers of a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I was that much more water resistant, but really it wasn't, wasn't worth eating a duck's brain. You could swim around <laughs> on a cold <laughs> pond. <laughs> and people would be like, How is he not freezing out there? <laughs> And just looking serene above the water. Yeah, yeah right? Below. Like really regal. Ducks are almost powerless, it turns out. Yeah. Other yeah. than other than just being naturally so, water resistant. So you like, gained the power of duck and was instantly <laughs> shot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a duck. <laughs> 
You're shot by a guy with ear flaps. Right. <laughs> t- tell us more about your brain. You haven't. That was it. I've not thought about it. You it's, should. But whatever. When, when I'm gone, it doesn't matter. That's how I feel. Do whatever's convenient. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah. Put, don't put yourself out. Yeah. No, I want to be. I want to put you everybody want a out. Pyramid, right? Like. <laughs> yeah. <I'm laughs> make, sarcophagus. I want make a pyramid out of my body. Right. No, I want the pyramid out of my body. It might be a little tiny pyramid. Maybe make a dress out of my skin. How about that? Really? Sure. This is uh, legally binding now, son. What I want you to do is take my skin off and then wear it. At the funeral. Mm-hmm. Would that be weird? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, only about... if he doesn't grow to be my height. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, there's not a lot to work with there as far as like a suit. Why? Because I'm skinny? No, I mean, like if you're going to be tanning and treating your skin or enough to be able to sew it and manipulate I'm, it. I'm doing this. I'm You'd have to be really tiny. It. I think you're going you're gonna to need a couple dance to make a decent dance suit. I think I'll be stretchy by then. Do you think you can remember oh, in the weeks before your death to like really lay on the mashed potatoes or something? <laughs> and like, like in the hospital bed? Do you yeah. Think? Like if, <laughs> when do I have to start just, doing that? Just like just be pounding beers and mashed potatoes. <laughs> That sounds great. Yeah, that's, I would love yeah. that. You know, like, I know I'm dying, so I'm, maybe have me... I would like to be transported to some like Hawaii. I'll do it on the beach. Hawaii. Yeah. Like, and I'll have a have some a cabana boy just delivering me mashed potatoes and beers. <laughs> it's Mash- kind of like a, like a Polish restaurant in Waikiki. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So that was Einstein. I'm not sure he did a great job with his legacy, but you know, <laughs> well, really well we're talking about his brain. Yeah. Well, I think what happened to his brain? bring up his his uh, Annus Mirabilis. What? It sounds like it's about his magnificent beehole. <laughs> it's his great year. <laughs> Say that again. Annus Mirabilis. I think Mirabilis, right? Where he 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 had the one breakthrough year where he made yeah. all these discoveries which changed science, but right. Why not just say his wonder year? Why make it sound like you're talking about his, his back zone? Elvis, uh, uh, you are um, uh, sort of a bebop artist more than anything else, aren't you? Is oh. that what you call you? Well, I never have given myself a name, but uh, a lot of the disc jockeys call me uh, uh, bopping hillbilly and bebop. I don't know what. Sort I of a combination of things, but I've um, seen you perform, and you're a terrific performer. Mary, May 1st. American golfer Babe Didrikson Zahirius wins the Peach Blossom LPGA Tournament in Spottenburg, South Carolina, before her death the following year. She was an American athlete who excelled in golf, basketball, baseball, and track, and also field, track and field. (laughs) She won two gold medals in track and field at the 1932 Summer Olympics before turning to professional golf and winning 10 LPGA major championships. She is widely regarded as one of the greatest female athletes of all time. For a time, she was married to George Zaharias, a professional wrestler known as the Crying Greek from Cripple Creek, (laughs) or the Greek Hyena. (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> in 2000, Sports Illustrated also named her second on its list of the greatest female athletes of all time, behind the heptathlete Jackie Joyner Kersey. That's yeah. Babe. Hmm? That's, that's her name, Babe? Yeah. Oh, is there more? Sorry. A couple of quotes about her oh, during her yeah, lifetime. She's beyond all belief until you see her perform. Then you finally understand that you were looking at the most flawless section of human muscle harmony, of complete mental and physical coordination the world of sport has ever seen. And that's from sports writer Grantland Rice, quoted by ESPN. A second quote, It would be much better if she and her ilk stayed at home, got themselves prettied up, 
and waited for the phone to ring. And that's sports writer Joe Williams from the New York World Telegram. It's kind of an opposing view. <laughs> point counterpoint. Point counterpoint. Yeah. You might as well have just said, make me a sandwich. Yeah. That's a quote. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she big time athlete back in the day. Uh-huh. And she this was uh, fifty five. So she had her won her last tournament before she died. I think she died very she's pretty young. She's in her forties. Right. Where'd she die of? Uh strep throat. <laughs> she said <laughs> something uh, maybe I think it was a tumor or something like that. Maybe it was a a tumor growing on her sports excellence region of her brain. It could have been right. The crying Greek from Cripple Creek. What do you think about that? Well, it's odd because it seems like she was so kind of revered and she chose kind of, I don't want to say, you know, fancy sports. Right. And I think that, I mean, pro wrestling now maybe has... No. No, no, no nothing that gives it, you know, import or gravitas, but certainly a popularity. But back then, it was just a bunch of hillbillies punching each other. Right. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> bizarre because she's, yeah, playing golf. She's winning Olympic medals, and she starts dating. Like, yeah, there was a professional wrestler. It's always been the same. It's been a guy with just like a hairy back. Back then, they were had were hairy. Yeah. They didn't shave their bodies like they do now. So it's just like a guy with uh, underwear. Or maybe wax their bodies. Or wax. They didn't shave. If it were me, I'd, pre- I'd prefer wax. Okay. You can't get like a big back here. <laughs> But they if might you're, have people doing I it. think probably That's if you're true. really a good wrestler, you probably would be able to. You need that kind of limberness to be. I don't able to think do George. It. Interesting. What the crying George Greek. animal steal? What's so wait? What's this guy? Wait, what was this other one? The other nickname? The crying Greek and the what? Oh, the Greek, Greek hyena. hyena. So it seems like there are maybe the opposite sides of the coin. Maybe he was he had dizzying highs and abysmal lows. He was either yeah. crying or laughing like a hyena. Yeah. He sounded like maybe he wasn't well. That's hell. <laughs> he's bipolar. That's what you're saying. The bipolar Greek is what he should have been. She she must have had a really weird experience in 1955 though, because like an athletic woman. Yeah, there must have like there's like a dog that could talk or something. You right, know I mean? or like, like in the 40s. When, yeah, you know when she was coming up, or the 30s and 40s, because she was. I mean, right. It was like Amelia Earhart. Yeah. And her. Right. Now, did she get the name after Babe Ruth? Did they nickname her that after Babe Ruth? Or did they name that fat, white, redneck after her? Probably yeah. not, I guess. Say that really. again? That's yeah. a tongue twister. I think Babe, fat, was, white, just, redneck. Babe <laughs> was just thrown around a whole lot more. That's true. Like Babe the Blue Ox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in the 80s, everybody was a babe. Well, and then like once you got to the 90s with like Vince Vaughn and whatever, you know, everybody was babies. Oh, and then mm-hmm. they were babies. The beautiful babies. Ugh, I never, I never uh, saw that. Remember that? I feel good about that. It was a dark time. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a dark time. Collars over top of your suit. Right. Everybody's swing dancing or whatever. Jesus, that was disgusting. <laughs> I went to some swing dance. I did a few little swing <laughs> Now, here you are, the best spaghetti in a town. In June 11th, the Le Mans disaster happens. Uh, it happened during a uh, Le Mans race that they did. And what they would do is they would just have people race for 24 hours. There was no set distance. It was just them going as far and as fast as they could go in that time period, which... Maybe a tie-in to amphetamine here again. Yeah, they were probably right. pretty doped up to be able to do that. Certainly not safe. But um, this huge crash 
uh, killed 83 spectators because the cars just kind of exploded, they flew off the became road. shrapnel as they did. And you know what? They uh, kept racing. Because, look, you go to all the trouble of fixing up your car and gassing it up, and you have your your crew maybe drove or f- maybe even flew there at this time. You're not going to let killing 83 people stop Slow you, you down. from finishing the race. Wait, a- yeah. 83 like, race participants or like no. bystanders? Were- bystanders. Yeah, what the fuck? That's the end of this sports situation. 80, like, if it was a football game and 83 people died, I'd say like they would cancel the rest of the season. I'd say heck, if eight people died. Yeah. Fall. Yeah, maybe one. Yeah. Yeah. No, they kept going. This was on, does it say what lap it was on? 35. 35. And it goes so for, right at the start. goes for like, about 300 laps. But I guess life was cheap at the time, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. They're still just like uh, these. They were looking for ways to kill people, I guess. It was in France. I mean, France was littered with corpses at this time. Not yeah, that I mean, not about they it, were but, still trying to clean up. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so from World War One, practically. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, they're still like finding unexploded ordnance. Yeah. Yeah. From this race. Yeah. Right. So Dang. this comes under the file of shit was different back then. <laughs> right. <laughs> That would be a bad football game, though. Yeah. What, if, what would happen? Like, like a, a bleacher of, collapse or, or No, something. a bunch of bad hot dogs. How is it going now? Yeah. Bleacher collapse would be terrible. Yeah. Yeah, some bad or, mustard packets. Or if someone got sacked so hard, oh, it caused an earthquake. <laughs> Cleave the earth in twain. Yeah. They changed the helmets, though. It's, just, it's not going to happen. We're not in our lifetime, anyway. Right. We might have to wait till future football. Now that Lionel Zato's out of the game. Lionel <laughs> Zato. Brian Bosworth. <laughs> LT. Bruce Smith. I don't think it turned out well for any of those guys. Anyway. Anyway, so that's crazy that that happened. I think when I was reading up on that, they said that they didn't, you know, they wanted to, I mean, I, whatever. It doesn't matter what they chose to do. I think what they... Afterwards, they blamed it on the track because the cars and some other technology, they were able to go faster, but the tracks were still meant for like yeah. horse and buggy. And they had like a ramp that went into the crowd. <laughs> well, it's 1955, so everybody's like half in the back the whole time. They have somebody in the back seat mixing martinis for them while they're driving <laughs> right. for 24 hours. And everybody else was on methamphetamine. Right. Like everyone, even the spectators, because how can you stay up and watch that the whole 24 hours? you got to get just you gotta cranked get up. you got to get lit up like a, yeah. like a Christmas tree. Yeah. When, what do you do there? Do you do like 7 p.m. to 7 p.m.? <laughs> I don't know. I just schedule that. Actually, I don't understand even like NASCAR. It's like you, you just like watch the fucking thing go around the like. Yeah. I mean, well, you get I don't really mean to, drunk. Well, from what I've heard, super drunk. You can bring a cooler of beer to NASCAR. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what people like. At Preakness, uh, for the horse race, you're allowed to bring anything onto the infield that you could carry unassisted by like you know if you didn't have to have a wagon, it was fine. So if you could get like a big dude to carry and like a keg, you could have a keg with you. I thought that was sort of a fancy situation. It outside, yes. Infield, no. Oh, I think the it's like infield that, where I think the it's cheap like seats for all of those. So infield and it's just like brawls happening. Yeah. It's like a, a like, Buffett concert. I'd like to sell this baby. Who'd like to buy this baby? Yeah. <laughs> 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 dollar twenty five dollar. 
So your mind went to selling babies. <laughs> I'm just picturing unfettered yeah. desire. Unfettered capitalism. Oh, you're such a capitalist. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I don't think it's great that they're selling each other babies in the infield with the preachers. But maybe they found a baby. Like, the first thing I would do is well, if I found a baby, I'd try to sell it. But then you put that in the find a baby, leave a baby uh, area. Sure, yeah. Oh, the tent. <laughs> July 2nd, Lawrence Welk Show goes national. <clears throat> Premieres on ABC. Welk was born in the German-speaking community of Strasbourg, North Dakota. Didn't learn to speak English until he was 21. Born in North Dakota. Didn't speak English until he was 21. Isn't that crazy? There's like German little enclaves. And uh, I just thought this was interesting because he appealed to a demographic that would reject him today as being in, like some sort of foreigner, right? He was, yeah, he was very... Old-fashioned, well, old-fashioned, but like old people, like put them on on a Saturday afternoon on the porch and had the, brought the TV out on the porch yeah. and listened to him. And the the women would sing these very cheery, very champagne dance. They have bubbles, yeah, floating around all the time. He seemed very like a very happy guy. It seems know? like the kind of like uh like volume happy kind yeah. of like doped up or like perfect booze hammered. What's the difference? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you just keep it going. I, think that, that, I feel like that's the contrast of, like, you know, in the 60s, mm. you're smoking your grass while your parents were out, out of their heads too, man, but their own scene, they couldn't even see it. Yeah, this was just like, isn't everything nice? Yeah, or everything you know? better be nice, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> these people were still living through the, the trauma of World War II. Yeah, right. Most of them had seen someone's head explode. Yeah, right. It was, like, very therapeutic in a way. It was like, you were, it was like you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest but in your living room. Like, yeah. the, that music, that easy listening music would just, like, sedate you and just forget about the horrors of watching <laughs> your buddy Joey blow up. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. I got into Lawrence Welk's show, like, in the early <laughs> O's. Yeah. Because, yeah. no, they played it on, I don't know, PBS in the afternoons yeah, on a I Saturday. And I got so addicted to it because like they were so joyously happy and they would sing these songs with people yeah yeah it was like that except that and the camera work would like we're gonna take a walk through the park and then they would sing like a song about we're walking through the park or something and the cameraman would like pan from face to face like the face would fill the screen (laughs) and then it would just pan over the next face it would just Fill the screen. Like, imagine your TV screen would just be filled, like, with a face. They, you don't see that type of camera work anymore. It's, it's good. good for that. No, it was good. I liked it. Because, especially because then the screens would kind of distort around the edges. Yeah. So right. it looked like the wide, face was even wider. Yeah, it was nightma- right, nightmarish. <laughs> Yeah, but they I'm kind be... of aware of, of uh, parodies of Lawrence Welk. I th- like, didn't like Dan Aykroyd do it on Saturday Night Live? Man, yeah. one, man. Yeah, two. but I don't think I ever actually saw the show the at all. The uh, parodies don't do it. I, I think that the real show is enough. It's like one of those movies, mm. like you can't parody a movie that's already like so bad on its own. It's wonderful. In fact, I just threw away, I had a, I had a taped a whole bunch. I was like, I had a tape of this. Wait, you're on VHS? Yeah, on VHS, yeah, so, but it's gone. I, I threw it out. Well, that's Sorry. probably for the best. Yeah. Do you still have a VHS player? No. Oh. No, no, no. Are you telling me the truth, Dan? Come no, on. I have one. It's in my yeah. closet. I was going to convert. It's the bed, isn't it? I have a bunch of marching band tapes I need to convert. <laughs> my my great-grandmother was 
Real big Liberace fan. See, that's, about, like, that's weirder. Like Sorry. being surprised about like the tolerance in that generation for like German immigrants or whatever. But like this was like the gayest thing that's ever been on television. And yeah. like my like old Catholic great grandmother just could not get it because I think didn't understand what she was looking at. Or yeah, something. it's like it's just it was a guy who wasn't just spitting and throwing glasses all the time. That was what was appealing about <laughs> these people. They're like. But they seem to have like a, a touch of humanity about them. <laughs> I like them, and then it turned right. out that they were gay. But it doesn't matter because yeah. the thing that was appealing was they were nice. They, they seemed slightly kind at the time. Right. Also, maybe because they didn't see their buddy Joey blow up. <laughs> kind of than John Wayne, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you remember that movie where he played Genghis Khan? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll with Alan Freed over Radio Winds, WINS, New York, at 1010 on your dial. August 27th. First edition of the Guinness Book of World Records is published in London. It's a reference book published annually listing world records both of human achievements and the extremes of the natural world. History in November of 1951 Sir Hugh Beaver, it says here it's his real name, then the managing director of the Guinness Breweries, went on a shooting party in the North Slob by the river. All of this seems fake. See, this is just random. This is like reading Dr. <laughs> Seuss. I wrote, I, they were shooting by the North Slob in a clear Dexon County. After missing a shot at a golden plover, he became involved in an argument over which was the fastest game bird in Europe, the golden plover or the red grouse. Uh, answer, by the way, it's the plover. That evening at Castlebridge House, he realized that it was impossible to confirm in reference books whether or not the golden plover was Europe's fastest game bird. Beaver knew that there must be numerous other questions debated nightly in pubs throughout Ireland and abroad, but there was no book in the world with which to settle arguments about records. He realized that a book supplying the answers to this sort of question, like which are the two fattest brothers who've ever ridden on, on <laughs> identical motor scooters, might proved successful right Right. yeah there we go yeah so i i I had known that for a while but i I learned that as an adult that the guinness book of world records was tied to the guinness beer i mean just speaks of a culture that's just then look i'm as guilty as the next for shooting birds in the north slob Mm -hmm. (laughs) just millions of cliff clavens sitting in bars arguing (laughs) over things that don't really matter Yeah, nothing matters. But so, being right, I think probably also, this is probably brawling over at the end of the night. Yeah. Someone smashing a pie glass someone else's face. book saved a lot of lives. Yeah. When, uh, yeah, that's primarily like, a lifesaver. Put your shirt back on. We don't have to fight. It says right here, it's the golden plover. Come out of the North Slob. <laughs> it's, could it be slob? What does that mean? North slob. Yeah. But what is slob? It sounds better with a brogue. It, but it's still slob. Or was it just a dude? Yeah. <laughs> he sat yeah. on the, it was me. He's like, hey, fuck you. I just like, like, sat on the side of the road. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, y'all shooting? <laughs> y'all shooting it? Did you see that south slob? That guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> south slob. It was just across the street. <laughs> they two, hate each two other. Two fat slobbingly idiots. <laughs> Couldn't fit in their shirt, <laughs> button their pants. I think the other important thing about the Guinness Book of World Records is they had to stop including world records that were just punishing to the human body. Yeah, they, yeah. People they would do the it. most thumbtacks you could pound into your scrotum. And that's so pre-internet, right? Like, right. People doing anything to see their name in print. That's YouTube now is like how many death peppers can you eat in three seconds or whatever. 
Yeah, right. How many and it's scorpions. Can you like put in your pants? How many Tide Pods can you right. stick up your butt? The answer <laughs> is <laughs> eleven. Eleven. <laughs> By the way, yeah, I've nine is mine. <laughs> but I'm gonna try it again tonight. <laughs> You've been limbering up. Well, there ha- there may have been other things up there. <laughs> so off-brand Tide Pods. <laughs> my other world record attempt. <laughs> Ghost peppers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. They also drinking. They they banned a lot of drinking uh, things for a while, but now they reinstituted them. No, Guinness is oh, still like big. The drunkest guy ever. So yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's from North Slav, <laughs> the Ireland. The famous man in the world. <laughs> the drunkest guy. Ever. His name is Colin McPhee. <laughs> they, they just did they do it like a breathalyzer, or did they just have him hang out. They no, just they hung just out with him. <laughs> Let me tell you the tale of Colin McPhee. <laughs> Drink a hundred bottles of whiskey in one sitting. No. Struck by a plane and went home and didn't complain about it. I think it's that baseball. Who was the guy from Boston? What's his name? Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. Could be Wade Boggs drank 135 beers a minute, you know. So. No, so Guinness, that's still a thing. Kids still crave over those things, but they're now... Really? Yeah. No, Oscar. They anytime they see a new one every year. Where do they year, see that? What bookstore? Scholi- are they the that Scholastic in? Book Fair. Scholastic right? Book Fair. They come yeah. out with them. They're in the library, and like two thousand, like Oscar will be like, oh, two thousand eighteen or two thousand fourteen. We haven't seen this one yet, and they'll still like check it out. You let your kids read. Is there still like the world's biggest tumor and the world's worst? <laughs> I thought you were about to say the world's it? biggest tit. <laughs> That's what I almost. Is heard. that in there? Because That's. Should I? It's just one. I'm, you know I'm going to Google that later. Yeah. World's biggest tit. <laughs> no. Uh, You'd see Donald Trump. That, no, the world's <laughs> biggest tumor was not in ours, was it? Probably, yeah. Yeah, it probably yeah. was. But That's so, what I remember. Well, like these things are... Things. Right. They're all shiny and like uh, everything is pictures, though. I remember there were like a few pictures, but most of it was text. Like the books that yeah. we had. It was like mostly text. That's why we, we all remember the fat twins on motorcycles. The fingernails. The fingernail guy. The guy there's tall, the canes. Right, cigarette smoking guy. We all remember those because there was only four pictures <laughs> in the thing. That's true. Now it's all But they pictures. were all also just like, Mwah. they were all like so They're good. Primo yeah. pictures. Yeah. yeah. So it is still a thing, unless it skipped the millennial generation. Could have, because they're kind of... Yeah, they're like... Mm. But they are really about experience over material goods. It was seen for a while that Guinness and Ripley's were kind of duking it out for my attention. <laughs> Ripley's? Yeah, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, like yeah. books books that you could be reading. Like books that you're like, I'm reading, and your teacher goes... I guess. I gotta give you credit on this one. Your eyes are moving over. Who's the Those are my books. Thanks the a lot. manga of its day. <laughs> Technically speaking, you're reading a book. I'm gonna do my book report about a baseball player. <laughs> With a big fucking tumor. What was the world's biggest tumor? They had a picture of well, it? Well, actually, what I remember is in the early 90s, I think I was still in college, Ripley's, I think, not Guinness, mm-hmm. had a TV show. Oh, yeah. And at one point, they did a thing about the world's biggest tumor. And this wo- the way I remember it, this woman's tumor filled a whole room. Mm-hmm. And I remember this shot like from like a security cam where like 
This woman was she making like a she was trying to break into a bank or something? <laughs> no, it was like in, in an emergency room and like they're about to sh- saw it off with a machete, chainsaws and hacksaws <laughs> oh or something. Did they call in doctors or like lumberjacks? <laughs> yeah, but that is a technique though. Like if you find that you have like the world's second biggest tumor, you go for the world's biggest tumor on a convicted felon <laughs> or world's, right. world's biggest tumor on someone singing "Happy Birthday" in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it specific. Right. Like world's biggest tumor on someone singing happy birthday underwater. I'm going to go for that one. World's tumor. sexiest tumor. Ooh, yeah. yeah. World's well, uh, most no, Jesus looking tumor. <laughs> what about subjective? I think they have the most pious. <laughs> most pious tumor? It's the most pious person. <laughs> <laughs> Best behaved girl. That's so a time machine. Holy shit. What? <laughs> Would you have a look at that there? What's what, what's going on there? I, I, who, who, am I, who am I talking to? Oh, here? yeah. So this is Year of the Week. Yes. Uh, you've entered into our time machine. We can talk to you. Well, have a look at you. You dress as funny as can be. <laughs> this is a show we are from the future, and uh, we talk to people from different eras. You are with that person. You yes. discovered our time machine. Well, good then. Because but who it's, are uh, you? Tommy Lonergan. And, Everybody's uh, named Tommy. Tommy yeah. Tummy. Tummy. Tum- I mean, yeah, that, no, that, every single guess is tummy. Can you get it? Yes, it's T U M M Y. Yeah. Tell yes. me, Tell me, Lunigan. Tell me, Lunigan. Lunigan. So, and I, what I, what I am is, I, I'll tell you what I, but, 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 uh, something of this sort, because I've, I've, I've been known to have an encyclopedic knowledge of all things, of all things. But oh. I'm also known for being the greatest storyteller <laughs> of all time. Wow. And the uh, two things mix. Do you ever get into any fights? Oh, yeah. Well, what, I do, <laughs> what I do is I tell a funny story, and I have a I hold cart, you know. Uh-huh. I've got a boot in my favorite pub. And uh, I hold cart because my friends are always hanging on every word I say, because I'm, I load every uh, bit of a story with such weight and mm. such humanity and pathos that you're just waiting to find out what comes. Oh my god. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a the edge of my seat. Yeah. yeah. Can you share say, a story? I was going to say next. Oh. And I was going to be funny as hell, you know. <laughs> so at the same time, I'll tell you if you're wrong. Right. I'm not here to make friends. I'll tell it to your face. I'm not the kind of guy that's going to talk smack behind your back. So if I say something wrong, you'll tell me I'm wrong. I'll sort you out. That's what it'll do. Like, if, like what but kind of thing? But I also lie. You lie. I stretch the truth, don't I? Isn't that, isn't that what a storyteller does? They stretch the truth. No, yes, but I, the facts... I'm a surgeon. The, you're a what? I'm surgeon. a surgeon. That's no. not true at all. Okay. But here's the thing. It could, yeah, be, I almost it could be because I'd weave a story for you so yeah. rich I was always going to tell so you about my, my knee. Oh, yes. Has someone, has someone taken your knee off? Well, no. I just was wondering if you could look at it. But I, you're not a surgeon. You just told me you lied. I could be because here's the thing. I spent a good bit of time in Trinity College, you know. So a lot of people hung out by the time were medical students. So I'd... I'd, I'd be talking with them, so I guess you could say I know just about as much. Were you a student part there? Of the body. I wasn't a student per se. Um, <laughs> I was uh, collecting blood. Okay. Uh, 
can't talk about it. Okay. But, so what I would do is I'd, I'd, I'd talk to you, I'd find out what's ailing you with your knee, and I'd call upon some other part of my vast encyclopedic knowledge, and I'd be able to help you out. But could I call myself a doctor proper? No, I guess I couldn't. Surgeon or sturgeon? What, what, what did you say? That you I'm were? a fish. You're a fish. That, that's it. If you no, believe I, that. He said because, surgeon. Because, oh. Okay. I think. Here's the thing. I'm I can usually swim. the one that can't understand anything. <laughs> I can swim like a fish as well, you know, because uh, I would go out, you know, my, my grandmother, he was a... a a fisherman so mm-hmm. I went out with him on a boat one time and I, I fell off the board of the ship and I fell deeper and deeper into the underseen realm of Atlantis and I made friends there and they taught me the ways of the sea and I could breathe the ocean air which is water mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> see I I don't know if he's so good at lying. It's bending the truth, you know. Okay. So they call it, down there, they call it ocean air. So you call it seawater, water, ocean, whichever you live. It depends on your point of view. There's no lies happening. It's just... Oh, it's a point of view. Yes, it's a point of view. We might so, call it full of shit. Right. So here's the thing. It's these guys at the... Uh, the the Guinness Book of Records. Right, I was going to say. We They're were trying about... to establish that this is right and this is wrong. and it's, Right, like it's real facts. Because in any given moment, there's people... Can you just look at someone and say they're ugly? I don't think you can, because someone thinks they're probably pretty good but looking. But I don't think in the book, do they have world's ugliest person? Oh, yeah, look at the book. This is ugliest. Oh, that's there under stupid, you. Stupid, ugliest yeah. face. Stupid, ugliest face. <laughs> there's, have a, that? there's also a section. Smelliest idiot. <laughs> Dumbest bottom and a fartiest eyeball. <laughs> world's lamest jackass. Yeah. yeah. That's it's, what the first book was all it's, about. It's mostly insults. Yeah. I mean, it's a heavy, it's a tome, is what it is. It's not a book you're thumbed through. You uh, could pay to get out of the book, though. Mm. So if you say there's a, a right and a wrong and you owe me this much money for the bet you made, it takes the beauty out of the world, doesn't it? Mm. So how would these bets get settled? I'm sure there are other experts, such oh, as yourself. There are people who claim to be experts, yeah. And we'd have so a, how would you we'd be set- jawing at each other and then the music of our speech intertwines <laughs> with, our, with our own songs and our, it becomes a kind of a beautiful dance of language, don't you know? And one of us comes out the victor and then the other one will take his shirt off and put a pint glass in it and whip him in the head with it. And <laughs> you know, he'll be knocked unconscious. So who's something. the winner? Whoever uh, gets knocked unconscious. <laughs> oh, the one who's uh, unconscious. The least conscious wins. Yeah. At least that just wins. Because oh. it makes you brave. It makes you brave <laughs> to get knocked out. Oh, see, it, I would think it would be the opposite. Yeah. The, like the last The, the last most standing. capable, yeah, right. The right. person who can walk out, right. Right, but that's, no, that's where you'd be wrong. Yeah. There are people with well, no, see, yeah. no yeah. stomach, for, book. stomach <laughs> so. for bullying and such. That's just settling a dispute. What kind of disputes are you, have you had last in the past week? Well, you, you take a look, you're walking, going through the walk of the country after the Pope's clothes, and you're saying, which which one of those horses is further away? Something like that, which anyone can have an opinion on. Uh-huh. And I say, that horse looks further away. And the other guy says, no, nah, that one looks further away to me. And then you, you wait and you wait for something to come and settle your dispute, because then you start jawing back and forth, right. and bringing generations of... Well, Hatred. Yes, internalized <laughs> hatred, externalized <laughs> hatred, domination from uh, uh, occupying nations and things in the such. About which horse looks farther away? Which horse <laughs> is farther away? Uh, <laughs> right, but why does this count? Why does it matter? Because at that moment, you're, you're, you're the only two people in the world, aren't you? Because they could, sure. everyone else could have been raptured away, they could have been thrown away on a spaceship. Like, you know, you've got this bloke or this lady next to you and you're looking at a couple of horses and whichever one of them seems further away seems the most important thing in the world to you. But why? Because you've got to have some kind of thing to believe in, don't oh, you? Oh, I guess you hear that. 
Yeah. So sometimes time. you might get into an argument over whether Dan or I have the longer fingernails. All right. And it might be just about to come to blows. Right. And then eventually, someone has to get out a book. Right. Well, or, you know, a ruler. Oh, a ruler. Yeah. Yeah. But why don't you just go lay... Who has either of those things? <laughs> in, in this time period, yeah. Right. And who can read? Yeah. So if you'd rather do that than have a couple of hours of just talking at each other and figuring out which is which, then go ahead. It's oh, well, I see. Might as well lie in your coffin So you would have well a couple because... of hours of talking about which horse was farther away. Well, it becomes a whole <laughs> musical dance. and it's a, it's a, mention a, that. It's theater as well. And it's, a, and it's everything, isn't it? I mean, it's the whole world encapsulated in one argument. There, there's that one great debate that you, you can always count on the Guinness Book to settle. And that's who farted. Mm. You know what I mean? If, if you're in that pub. Has that ever come up? I mean, there's a, I've seen some t-shirts and hats that have posed that really? question. But Back uh, in the in 1955, they had shirts that said, Who farted? Well, no, it is. We'd, we'd, we'd look at it and we'd see like a pork pie hat's a farter's hat. Oh, I see. So you're wearing a pork pie, you're probably farting. Can I ask you this? How many cigarettes can you smoke at one time? Well, at which time? In the morning, it's one number. In the afternoon, it's another number. Mm-hmm. At night, it's quite Okay, what, how about in the morning? Uh, it was a man. Is okay. that the really you're asking? No. Well, my question was, how many cigarettes can you smoke at once? And I'm telling you, it, it depends It depends on whether I'm a man or not. Or was it that, uh, is it me you're asking? Is it someone? Are you no. using the impersonal you? I mean, there's no, there's no <laughs> clear answer here. You, tell me. How much can I tell me? Well, then you ask me which day, because there's. <laughs> he's oh, a yeah. dissembler. I already want to throw. Yeah. I want to. I want to lose by making him win by putting a pint glass in my shirt and mm-hmm. hitting him across the head. No, yeah. I'm also quite good at scurrying out a window when things ah. turns out. <laughs> Well, yeah, so you won't answer the question. You just answer I've the other question. question. No. I'll answer any question. I'll give you six answers to a question. Just give me one. Yeah. Tomorrow. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, is really frustrating. Yeah. I can, I can see why. This you can see why they crazy. wanted that book. <laughs> I can see why it's they wanted It's a whole bunch of bullshit artists. I mean, it's, our, it's, it's yeah. the beautiful thing about it. You know, yeah, the just... sing song of the language <laughs> yeah. is really driving me. I mean, after a while, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, God <laughs> damn it. It's a rich <laughs> country, you know. Yeah, yeah but you like it. I mean, it's good. It's its own art here. Jabber John or the mailman becomes worthy of a volume Ulysses. Right. Does that stop everything? It's just shouting yeah. out Ulysses. Say, say then we all think and about then it. Throw down a smoke bomb and disappear. Right. Speaking of smoke bombs, I've got to go smoke eighty-five cigarettes, oh. which may or may not There's be a as, number. which may or may not be the most cigarettes. Oh, we got in the time machines out. Oh man, we got out. He said 85, but then he denied it. Oh, he was squirrely. Couldn't n- nail I think it's kind of you to describe him as squirrely. Um, squirrely is a... I don't know what squirrely means. Probably offensive yeah. nowadays. Yeah. It used to be a compliment. Pretty racist towards squirrels. <laughs> All right. Well, in uh, September, actor James Dean is killed when his car, I believe it was a Porsche Spider, collides with another car at a highway junction uh, in California. The uh, film Rebel Without a Cause is released a month after his death. Mm. I bet it was good for ticket sales, first of all. Probably. Cynically speaking, I, I I bet the producers were like, 
Oh, he died? Uh, yeah. Cha-ching. Yes. I remember hearing that what killed James Dean was that he was an amateur car racer. And he had car racer's instincts. And when the car was coming at him, the average civilian would turn away from the turn. He tried to... Yeah. He tried to turn into the turn, and that ended up killing him. Which just goes to show, it ain't worth learning nothing. You're just better <laughs> off being ignorant. What's weird so is they don't so. mention the 83 spectators that he killed. There's <laughs> a bright golden haze on the meadow. There's a bright golden haze on the meadow. The corn is as high as a elephant's eye, and it looks like it's climbing clear up to the sky. Oh, what a beautiful morning! Oh, what a beautiful day! I got a beautiful. Feeling. All right, moving on to October. Gosh, so really, September 30th was when James Dean dies. October 3rd, Mickey Mouse Club debuts on ABC. Wow, ABC also had the other shows we talked about. But I think uh, Jim Mickey Morrison said that he saw the James Dean spirit enter the Mickey Mouse Club. Really? Mm-hmm. On the side <laughs> of the road. Yeah, on the side of the road. That's <laughs> that's another thing that he saw. He well, when you're on peyote, you see a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. No, but the Mickey Mouse Club is important because it's given us so many of our stars today. Right. Or at least the reboot. Or right. Alanis Morissette. That's, uh, you can't do that on television. Right. Right. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Yes. Britney Spears. Spears. Britney Spears. Uh, Ryan Gosling, who I've not heard a lot from of late. Ryan Gosling. Wait, wait, he, yeah, he was around for that. He was in, like, the best picture for the last two years. He's doing fine, isn't he? What was he just in? He was just in, uh... La La Land was La 18 La years ago. Yeah, it was 18 years ago, Brian. What year is Brian, it? Brian, go look oh, in the fuck. mirror. I missed Jerry <laughs> yeah, doing hair. Yeah, you've got to <laughs> shave your beard. It's touching the floor. <laughs> we were going to say anything, but something. No, uh, also, but back in the day, it was like Kurt Russell was a big, like, Disney kid. Was it continuous that the, the Mickey Mouse Club has been going? Or is it like... No, they, they cut that out, I think, in the 80s or something After like that. After those kids died. Yeah, they died in that Le Mans. They were all racing race cars, and uh, they blew up. It was a bad episode. They still aired it. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody knows Harlem, whenever any new musical trend has evinced itself in the popular field, whether it's the Charleston or the Black Bottom or any of the rhythm songs, the first area to find out about it in advance is Harlem. A couple of weeks ago, I went up in Harlem. I'd seen these shots in the newsreels about thousands of people jamming the streets around Frank Schiffman's Apollo Theater, all trying to get in to see Dr. Jives' roll rhythm and uh, rhythm and roll, rhythm and color, rhythm and blues. So here is Dr. Jive. I want you to meet this young disc jockey from WWRL. Doctor, you tell him about it, will you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot of wonderful recording stars with us. To get rolling, I'd like to present a wonderful folk blues singer. Here is Bo Diddley. November 5th, 
was the date returned to in the Back to the Future movie featuring Marty McFly. This is just a few days after the Vietnam War begins. The Democratic Republic of Vietnam, uh, North Vietnam, and the Republic of Vietnam, South Vietnam. The North is allied with the Viet Cong. So they didn't mention this at all in the Back to the Future movies. I would bet you they picked a date without really looking into the date. And what they should have done was gone to yearoftheweek.com. <laughs> And or looked at at year of the they week on Twitter. They should have jumped into the future, gone yeah. to the future to now to look up yearoftheweek.com to look back to 1955. Yeah. So if you're picturing what does 1955 look like, well, that's it. You can go watch that movie. That's sort people of what being it covered like. in dung after losing <laughs> skateboard <laughs> contests. Mm. Yeah, um, uh, people listening to Van Halen against their will. Right. <laughs> People's moms trying to bone them in a car. It's such a they weird thing. They desperately try to get out of the car before their horny moms take <laughs> yeah. their pants off. It's like drinking and smoking. Yeah. Yeah, that is like a really heavy thing to put in like a light comedy like that. It's so <laughs> it's weird. <great. laughs> Doc was around. First he didn't believe you, but then he did believe you. Yeah. Yeah. And then sort of the idea that Chuck Berry's oeuvre was actually... Uh, from, a closed uh, loop in time travel. Yeah. yeah. They closed the loop. Actually, you know what's actually weird? People don't really talk about this, but earlier in the movie, they had that same band director who's like the cousin of, it's Marvin Berry, and he is sitting on a toilet with a camera <laughs> on it. He discovers it. He's like in a Waffle House. You know that thing you've been looking for <laughs> to turn you on? Well, I think I found it. It's a toilet and a camera <laughs> together. Yeah. yeah, but the camera is this big. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it takes time. It's right. going to take time. Right. The seed was planted. <laughs> the seed was planted at that point. <laughs> right. Also, this whole thing with Chuck Berry and the toilet can, mm-hmm. this comes up in like every, every episode. Third show. And so we have to mention, right, Chuck Berry, he owned some waffle houses in Tennessee or something, and he had toilet cameras. He was busted for that. Yeah, it wasn't or great. Back, or back to, wasn't the, great. back to the Back to the Future, the fact that Eric Stoltz, I think we've also mentioned, mm. cast didn't work out. Imagine being oh, wait, on a set. Oh, wait, the Marty McFly. Yeah, right? and he, he had spent like two weeks filming. And they yeah. were like, wait a minute, who wants to look at this gangly ginger? Yeah. Yeah. But imagine being on a no, set with Crispin <laughs> Glover, and then you're told that you're the asshole that has to leave because <laughs> no one's clicking with you. Right. You're too unappealing. <laughs> We're keeping Glover, but we can't look at your freckles all day the guy, long. The guy right. who keeps sneaking up on us. And Test audiences are vomiting. Some people say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. A mind that's weak and a back that's strong. You load 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older and St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. December 1st in Montgomery, Alabama, Rosa Parks refuses to obey bus driver James F. Blake's order that she give up her seat to make room for a white passenger and is arrested, leading to the Montgomery bus boycott. Now, I did a little research on this, breaking any news here. But apparently she had had a run-in with this guy a uh, few, like either a few years earlier or something like well, that. Well, she was like, well. a, you know, she was an activist. She right. was working for the NAACP. So it was like, it wasn't like, there was a woman who did this beforehand. And then they were like, she's not the ideal candidate for this because she had some she's other issues. She's not white. 
That <laughs> Brian just barfed. <laughs> his, his threw up in his hands. You, it's always good when a, you know what? It's always good when a joke makes so a good friend barf. Can we replace? Can we do that? Like I've always loathed the I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Can you just say I threw up in my shirt a little bit? <laughs> threw up in my hand and threw it at Dan a little bit. <laughs> threw up in my pants. <laughs> Right, no, she wasn't the ideal woman for whatever reason they decided. I thought and she was a Gundam, a giant. <laughs> the fact that she was an 80 foot tall <laughs> Japanese robot made her less than ideal. Because it seems like less of an underdog thing. The robot. Hard to fit in a bus, first of all, yeah. as a Gundam. Because yeah. she was a bus in her transformed yeah. state. It was tough for her to move. And she, they were like, ma'am, why do you want to get in the bus? Yeah. You are a bus. But that's the thing is, like, it's not about why. It's just you have to respect her. Yeah. It's just too big. Right. right. Yeah, but that might have been too much in 1955. It was yeah. a different time. Shit that's, was different. But that's one the of those, theme of our show yeah. here. It's <laughs> right. one of those stories, though, like, I feel like they totally changed. Like, when you're a kid, you're like, this woman just wanted to get home and do her, you know, right. make dinner because they felt like it was... You couldn't handle the fact that she was actually fighting. For fighting for yeah, this. Rosa yeah, wasn't and, a Gundam. The previous one was a Gundam. Oh. Yeah, the previous one was a Gundam. I'm not sure what a Gundam is. I'm not either. I'm just <laughs> trying to get along. We should probably lose that all no, day. Rosa Parks is a no. giant robot. I think I didn't say Gundam. You said Gundam. We're all going to jail. <laughs> so we... No, right. So Rosa Parks was an activist. Right. Right. Yeah. See, so right. I grew up knowing, thinking that she was like some old lady. Right. Who couldn't, yeah. she she couldn't stand up. She, she was tired. Yeah, she's 28, <laughs> and she was tired, and she didn't want to get up. Nothing about, like, that she was already an activist or involved, and, yeah, oh, wait, we you, didn't you, learn any of this. You just thought she was like, oh, fuck you, I'm not getting up. Yeah, that's, that's what, what we learned. I mean, that was the story you're told. That's what, you're right? lear- that's what we learn in our two sentences in our textbook. As opposed to her... Getting on the bus with an agenda. Right? Well, I don't know if she yeah. had an agenda that specific day. Well, I think she did. I, I think that's did. The, the idea is that, like, at that time, civil rights to, to pitch to white people, you couldn't be like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, right. I deserve I'm this. I'm not a troublemaker. Give it to me. You had yeah. to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just going to, is it okay if I, and right. that's the only way that people thought it would be palatable to, like, a white audience. She wasn't even sitting in the front. She was sitting in the black section of the bus, but in, towards the front of that section, and then it was just filled. So the, and uh, James F. Blake. There are so many James F. Blakes right now that I think don't know that they're James F. Blake. <laughs> Right. right. There are so many people that yeah. are those people who are pouring like milkshakes on the people at the the drugstore counters and like they feel like they're so in the right. And it's amazing to me that they don't. Modern times right now it seems like everybody's gonna be just disgusted <laughs> yeah. reading about what was going on. Right Our only defense will be like, Well, we live in New York City and they're like, Oh, the most sacred city in America. <laughs> right. Uh yeah, but my neighborhood is pretty woke. <laughs> Yeah. Except where did you go to school? Well, see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you know, it's it's tough to end on a serious note, but that, you know, brought a lot of change, and what a hero. Frankly, listening, it's not our fault that she did that in December. We would have preferred she'd done that yes, earlier some, in the year. Right. And then, like, Charles Nelson Riley did something in December. Yeah, that would like, be hilarious. Like, that guy maybe just, he like, was born. Yeah, like, he's natural comedy. Everything he does is hysterically funny. I think right. he beat a guy to death. I bet he did it in a really funny way. With the slapstick. <laughs> no, he did it with his glasses, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> 
What's weird about him is glasses were 200 pounds. But he was the, so strong, he made it look like nothing. Even yeah. the guy he beat well, he had to a death huge enjoyed it. They were made out hilarious. of bits of a neutron star. <laughs> when James Dean crashed his car, Charles Nelson Riley was right there. He picked up the pieces. He picked the, up his legacy. Yeah, that's... <laughs> And he made and he Charles. Be, he became. When, he became when, James Dean. What he was holding his. He first. became what James Dean was going to become. <laughs> what yeah. I was told was that James Dean died, and Charles Nelson Riley witnessed it, and then took the wreckage <laughs> and made himself a Gundam suit. <laughs> I'm not. Sh- what is a? I don't. Know. I don't know what a Gundam is either. <laughs> but I'm picturing a big Japanese robot, <laughs> yeah. okay. like a forty foot high. I would like, have never guessed Godzilla. robot though, but okay. You I'm can, pretty you're, sure. You're a good guesser. <laughs> I don't know if I wasn't a guess. He, he picked the name specifically. I said Giant Robot and he said Gundam. Oh. There's no way I said Gundam. <laughs> There's no way. In... We'll have to go we, to the we tape. We're going to go to the tape. <laughs> we'll have to go to the tape. But Rosa Parks, thank you for what you did. All right, so we made it through the year. That's 1955. We did it. I'm going to give that uh, I'm gonna, yeah, check plus. Check plus? Yeah, check plus. Why not? Check. Let's do check. Vietnam knocks it down to check. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe bumps it up. Vietnam brings it down. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. they were only advisors back then. I'm Plus sure that whole uh, bus crash thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. The bus Le Mans. That the Le Mans. They should never have let that the bus Le Mans. out. The racing bus. <laughs> the racing bus. Well, Dennis Hopper, was. he, he was very upset. He got that gold watch. I'm going to only give it two out of five stars. Two out of five? But right. the two are from Maryland. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say out of fist stick knife gun, I'm going to say stick. Stick. Fair. Tough, but fair. Tough, but fair. All right. So that was 1955. Thanks for listening. Again, you know, check out our website, yearoftheweek.com. You can go there. If you heard any references, you're like, what was that? Go check it out because we'll we'll put it up there. The Instagram will blow your mind. Instagram is hysterical. It's a hoot and It's some goofy uh, stuff. Getting a lot of love on that. Go rate, subscribe, do it uh, because it helps us out if you like the show. Go, and if if you don't, sometimes being kind is just good. I pretend to like a lot of people I don't like. Like, right. You so know, go, go ahead and do it's that. part of adult life. That's perfect. So, anyways, thanks for listening, uh, and you'll get a little sneak peek of what we're going to cover up. I always say that. We're going to cover, cover up, up a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to cover up a year. A year's going to go missing. Uh, things are going to change. There are some years people don't know about, though. Yeah, the in between 1955 years. 1955 and a half. Yeah, yeah 1950. You never hear about that. All right. Uh, there's also 1960A. Now, remember, Osk. Yeah, Osk. <laughs> That was That's a weird year. We're going to cover Osk soon. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We love you. We, we love you to death. Thanks. God, everybody went silent when I said that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a little, it was a little intimate in it, like an awkward way. Mm. Let it sit with people. It was yeah. too much. We weren't ready as an audience to hear you say that you love oh, us. Oh, God, I love you. Like, yeah. It was too much. You made it worse. You made it way worse. Just yeah. then? Mm. No. <laughs> love you. No, no, love you no. So much audience. <laughs> this is the year of the week. Stop it, buddy. You got no jurisdiction south of the border. You can't do squat. Watch me. The shorthand is the, the butterfly effect. The butterfly can flap its wings and continue in Central Park you get rain and stay essential. <sighs> <laughs> And then I go too fast. I go too fast. I do the flyby. Well, let, let me ask you then. Are you at all nervous about about Dave? No, oh, I, I, I think. What is your name at birth? My name at birth was Prince Rogers Nelson. 
So did you think of Nelson? No. <laughs> Rogers? No. Were you thinking of a name? No, it didn't come to me like that.